Hey, I'm Josh Smith and welcome to Rain. This podcast is all about the stories of incredible people and the challenges they faced on their journey to becoming who they are today. We all look at celebrities and think they've got it easy, but of course they're human beings like everyone else and they have similar problems to you and me. So in each episode, I'll be chatting to some of our favorite stars about how they've dealt with tough times from the mundane right the way through to the extraordinary to make it rain in their lives. And hopefully from these inspiring conversations, you'll find so much to relate to and make it rain in your own lives too. Get ready to hear some amazing stories from brilliant guests as well as some genius words to live by. And of course, lots of lols along the way too. Welcome to Rain. In today's episode, we're joined by the king of joy and Strictly Come Dancing pro, Johannes Radebe. This game changer burst onto the dance floor on the hit BBC show in 2018, where we've seen him vogue in heels and go on to make history in the Strictly first all-male pairing with everyone's favourite baker, John Waite. And now he's packed up his sequins and we're going to be able to see him on tour in his first ever solo show, Freedom. Honestly, we cry and we laugh a lot in this episode. Johannes talks about how therapeutic his partnership with John was and tells me about the tragic circumstances that led to him opening up about his sexuality to his mother for the very first time. I loved talking to Johannes so much and what he said about embracing camp and himself in the face of hate really, really got me. So wherever you are and whoever you are, I hope this chat makes you feel a little bit more comfortable in your own skin. So let's head to that dance floor. Well, hello, babe. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you for asking. How are you? I mean, what people won't hear is the struggles we had getting on this call, the technical issues. But do you know what? It's a symbol of life. When you get a hurdle, you just jump over it, babes, right? Thank you very much. Amy, we through, baby. We here and it's happening. <laughs> well, first things first, we need to kick off and talk about that Strictly season. I mean... I had chills, they were multiplying, like, I was, like, (laughs) sobbing through the whole series. I never knew that I could be so emotionally charged by dance than watching you and John compete. Just how incredible was that experience for you? Oh, Josh, it was, it was healing. This is everywhere I go, I say that, because, as you can imagine, in my head, when I saw Nicola and Katia do it last year, I remember sitting in the audience and thinking, if an opportunity comes where I could dance with a man, would you, Joe? And that excited me, but it also frightened me. Mm. And, and rightfully so, because of my lived experiences. You understand what I'm saying? I know what it is to be a black gay man in this world <laughs> and where I stand. I'm not naive. I realized my position in this world. And yes, I was, even John, <laughs> John could attest to this. We were both skeptical about this whole thing. He probably he thought dancing with a straight man would 
would, would be groundbreaking. Um, and in my head, I was just like, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not here for the trolls. Like, let me just do what I love, get paid and go home. Um, but I realized the importance of it if, if, if it had to go on, if it had to happen. Um, and yeah, it, it, it took me a while just to sit with it and digest. And when, when Strictly said, we, we would like, we are asking you guys if you would be comfortable to dance with another man on the show. I was like, bring it on. I spoke to my ancestors. Everybody you were like, give me, give me, give me ancestors. I am, re- I am, I am ready for this. And though I didn't know what what, what I was going to do, Josh, I was I was really excited about it. But more than anything, I knew what it would mean to certain individuals. At that, mm. that I knew. And more mm. than anybody to be selfish about it, to me, it was it was life changing. Because I love what you said about it being healing. Because it was as an audience member, it was kind of amazing to watch it. And it was almost healing for my like younger self. Because I kept thinking about when I was younger and I was struggling with myself and I felt like I wasn't accepted in the society that I was living in. If I was sat at home watching that with my parents and seeing a same-sex partnership like that be communicated on screen in the beautiful way it was, how much that would have helped me. And it was so healing as an adult to then watch it and then think about that younger person or the next generation coming up who would see it, right? Because that's what representation is all about. It's so healing, isn't it, to feel seen? It absolutely is. For the first time, I didn't have to... Well, let me let, let me not go there with other people and just go here to say... For the first time, it felt real to me. I said to you earlier, every touch, every look, the way he lifted me, the way I felt like I could trust him. And it honestly honestly was at points, that is why I cried the entire Every time you saw me on screen, I had (laughs) tears rolling down my face. I was a mess. But that, that, that is how special it has all been because for the first time it felt authentic. This, this, what I, I come to work and I do me and I've got, I work for a company that realizes how important representation is, if you get what I mean. So I have to mm-hmm. give, I have to applaud the beep. For, 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 for taking for making for making this opportunity come to life. And they've been at it for the longest of time and I know it's a bit late. But darling, let's be honest, it has been glorious and it has been life changing because now for the first time those conversations have been had at home. You know how many messages I've received from people just saying the journey has helped us be better people. And I'm talking about every body whether gay or not job done tick that is the power of representation on television and when you think back to when you were younger and you were maybe struggling with yourself when do you think in your life this representation have helped you the most you can't be what you what you can't see and we, we know it as adults and what, what you're saying. It's important that people like, are, like us are reflected or are present or 
are visible um, because being gay can be very lonely. You know, you, you are part of the world, but you also know that your own sisters and brothers could kill you because of your sexual orientation. That is our reality in this world. And yes, if I had to see like that, something like that on television, can you imagine the, the confidence it would have it would have restored in me. And I would have known that I'm not alone because I've spent most of my teenage years feeling like I'm alone. Um, mm. As much as I was surrounded by people, you know, there was things that I fought secretly as a black man growing up in that society, a township environment, honey. <laughs> it was rife. Um, and I think that is it. It's just because there's been lack, lack of representation there has been. And when this call came, I realized the importance of it because somebody has to do it. Somebody has to show up. And it's, it's, it's our duty too, because we need to educate people. 100%. And I think as well within that, what I love about watching you, especially on screen, is you can go from being this kind of like, and I hate using the word like masculine figure, but you can go from being this masculine figure to being like, totally and utterly camp and just enjoying it and embracing it because one of the hardest things for me as a gay boy growing up and even now is like even when I'm dating or up until before mm-hmm. I got into the relationship and now I'm so conscious of how camp I was the whole time so it's so amazing Whoa. to see someone like embrace campness on screen <laughs> do you know what I mean you know no I know exactly what you mean darling but you know how long it has taken me to deal mm. with that, you know, a lot of people think that I'm that person as well. And honestly, I'm not. You see me live, it's just like, okay, I'll just be in my corner. That's just who I am. But you know what? I've realized the importance of that as well. Being larger than life. You understand what I'm saying? Because I'm unique, darling. I'm unique. And the very same thing that I've, <laughs> that I've shied away all my life is the very same thing that has gotten me out there in the world. You understand what I'm saying? People know who Johannes is because, because every time I do something that rings true to me, people can identify with it. And I'll be stupid to not be myself in situations where I'm given the opportunity <laughs> and shying away because of other people's opinions of me. I'm, I'm, a, grow, I'm, I'm a grown man now. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> that shit slides off my back. Nothing can harm me. If you come for me, honey, I've got a community that will come for all of y'all. So that is a confidence that I had going to this season. I was just like, I've got my people, you know? Um, and I can't tell you what that meant for me. Because mm, it must have been amazing to turn that around because I remember when you did the same-sex pairing on the show in 2019 as pros, right? And then there was this, of course, there were Daily Mail articles about it. And of course, there was a certain tone to them. And of course... I, I would love to meet someone who actually knows what Ofcom's number is, because, I mean, you've got way too much time on your hands if you're reporting a living to Ofcom. But, like, when you got those complaints, it must have been amazing to turn that around and see an almost cultural shift, right? Absolutely, darling. We have come a long way as a people, and it gives me the greatest joy. But... I've got two. I've got two perspectives towards it. I, the United Kingdom is a beautiful, progressive country, and I say that with all its 
it's things because there are things, you know, people are still fighting in this country. Um, but we, you guys are very progressive and it's the most beautiful thing to see. But there are places in the world where people, like I said, are still being murdered. And why am I getting emotional? <laughs> Let me go there, Josh. Um, but it has, it has been absolutely beautiful. And this, has, this is not because of also last season. You know, I've had people that I, when I got here in this country in 2018, and then I went and I danced with a pair of heels on national television, and I got that slack and all those people saying things to me, go back to your country, you know, um, and then the Africans saying to me, don't come back here, we'll kill you. Um, I always say, it's nice that you can't catch me because I'm in the United Kingdom and I'm on the Queensland. So honey, there's no coming for me. So I'm very, very privileged in that regard, but I'm so thankful for the people of this country I can't, I can't tell you. My faith in humanity has been restored. Um, and, I, and I love being here. I love being here. So it's filled with good people. There's more good here than there is bad. And I think everybody can applaud themselves for that. Mm. When you were growing up, what was your growing up experience like for you? And like we were saying, you've come into your own now and you're this fully fledged adult who's in ownership of yourself in a in new ways sitting here today right like what's the journey and the turning points been like to getting to that person you are today it's it's the it's the people in my life that i surrounded myself with i think as a gay boy you know that it's important to align yourself with people that will nurture, that will see you, and that will make sure that you're okay. I think that's very important for people that are, you know, that are feeling isolated, even now. Find your tribe. Find people that, <laughs> that love you, and they are, mm. and they will be. And having that network around you where you can be your true self, the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between and be accepted as that person is the greatest gift, right? Like we've talked on this podcast before about how actually you don't really realize the power of friendship until you are actually your true version of yourself inside, outside. And it's the, that's where the money spot of friendship is, isn't it? The sweet spot of friendship when you're honest about everything and someone goes, do you know what, babe? Me too. And you're like, oh my God, I'm not alone in this struggle that I've been thinking I'm going through and I'm the most special person ever for going through this struggle on my own. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely, darling. Absolutely. I can't even begin to tell you. Mm. It's been lonely, babes. It's been lonely being isolated. Is it? It's almost, I found the isolation difficult at times because it kind of reminded me of when I was younger and I felt isolated. Did you used to feel a bit isolated when you were younger? Yes, I did. To a point where I only discussed my sexuality with my mom in 2019 after that Heels performance on Strictly. Um, 
so you can imagine that barrier. Um, and it hasn't been great. And how we actually ended up talking about it was because a friend of mine was murdered. And she came home and she said, did you hear about Bully? I said, yes, did you hear why it happened? Um, and she said, no. I said, because it, it was a homophobic attack. And she was lost for words. And I said, it's sad because that could have happened to me because I'm gay. You know, we've never, ever, ever fully spoken about it. So there were lo there's, there's also lots of my life's experience that I haven't shared with the people that I really, really, really love, you know, which is my family. Um, and hence why I've also been skeptical about getting into relationships with other men. You know, mm. I think, <laughs> you know, I could never be in a position where, yeah, just to trust somebody like that with everything about my life. So yes, um, yeah, it has, as you can imagine, I'm saying like I'm grown now and I'm seeing things differently and yeah i'm in a position to speak to my mom about everything now in my life but the truth of the matter is there's parts of my life that i've never lived out there you know i don't know how to put it but i've never been yeah i've, I've yeah there's a lot that people don't know about me mm. and i've just had to be okay with that do you think getting to that position where you can be your true self your mom especially and feel that level of acceptance enables you to process, say, the hate that you come up against at different points a bit easier in a way? And does it help you to compartmentalize it in a way? I think you, you, you're on the money there when you say you need to, to compartmentalize because, honey, <laughs> there's no other way to deal with it, you know? In a world where I like, I mean, I always say when I go to work, um, because of my skin color, I have to be excellent. You, you know, at, at, at whatever it is that I do or else people don't take me seriously. <laughs> that's, just, that's just my reality, you understand what I'm saying? I've constantly had to prove myself. I had to create a world where <laughs> I'm okay with me. If you understand the decisions that I make in my life and things that make me happy. I know what love is and my family has never been ashamed of who I am. And yes, because, you know, I never had to go out seeking for validation from the outside. So Johannes has always been okay because I know where's my place of refuge and I know who's my people, right? Um, though, I, I, and my family is, is the best, is the best, I tell you. But I've had to really walk away from my family to establish a life for myself. Um, sometimes I think the things that happen in my life now, they can't, they don't even understand the magnitude of it. <laughs> if you understand what I'm saying, and just not because everything is mm. just, it's not their world. It's not their world. So you can imagine I had to really get out of that township and, and build a world for myself. That's so incredible. The younger you must be so proud of you right now? Do you feel like you are doing it for that younger you in so many ways? Oh, babes, definitely. Definitely every day. I mean, I pinch myself every time I, I drive past a, a red bus and I think to myself, I'm living in the United Kingdom from Zamdela. Like, <laughs> people in my hometown haven't left that hometown until the age they are at now. I'm in my age group. 
they haven't traveled outside my hometown. And that's a reality. You know, it's like, I always tell them there's a world outside this and I wish you guys can all experience. I wish I can, t I can bring them all with me and say, come see, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, every time I look back and I'm just like, it's incredible how far one has come just by believing that there's something else for you out there in the world. Has mm. dancing been that thing for you that has given you that ultimate gift of self-discovery? Absolutely, darling. Um, it took me away from my small town. It showed me that there's, like I say, there's a world that exists outside it. You know, there's not much happening in Zamdela in a township, as you can imagine. Um, so the opportunity to, to, at that time, be able to travel and see parts of the country like Cape Town and Stellenbosch and meet people alike. Um, it, for me, I don't know, I don't know. I've, I've always held on to that dancing thing because, because of what it, it, it came with and what it exposed me to. So yes, I, I, I made friendships at dance. That's, that's where I felt safe, I always say. It was at home and at dance practice you know, and that's how I kept my life. Like as a teenager, that's where, if you needed me, that's where I'll be. Mm. So I wasn't part of the street movement, as they call it. <laughs> I wasn't part of all that, you know. I, I, I went to school, I went home, and I went to dance. And I lived in those worlds for a very long time, and which is why I feel like I have waited a lot of things. When you think back, what was your earliest dance memory? where you remember first, like, picking up those dance shoes and being like, oh, <laughs> this, is, this is, this is for me. This is my job. You know what? You know what? I think it was first day, first day, I went, I went to the, I went to the streets looking for my friends and everybody was, was vanished. They went to the community center. So I went there and this dance school was opening, but I had... The, the couple that was opening the dance school demonstrated a ballroom and a Latin piece for us, but they went full on. They were dressed mm. in that attire, in their sequences and everything. And I remember looking at the men's tailcoat. It was made of sequins, silver sequins material. Honey, it was blingering in that <laughs> recreation hall. And I, all I could ever think about was like, I want to wear that jacket. And I remember coming back because I just kept on thinking, when am I going to get to wear that jacket? And that's all that stuck with me the entire time. It wasn't the dancing, darling. It was the drag. <laughs> you were like, get me slathered in those sequins. I want to be dripping in those sequins. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And I worked hard until I got there, you know. I really did. I remember I was the first junior championship dancer in the province. So regionally, I was representing my, my hometown at the age of 14. That was big. That was big for me. And I think it said somehow that whole process planted something in me to say that I, I, I could go on and be a world champ. You know, as far-fetched as that was, I was like, <laughs> I, I want to go all the way. Oh my God. That is so great to have that faith in yourself and that goal <laughs> and that drive to be like, do you know what? 
I'm going to be the champ, the champ. And I'm going to be decked out the sequins at that time because she works hard for those sequins, honey. She works hard for the sequins. She works hard for the sequins. She does, baby. She lives in a sparkling world. It's incredible. That's why I say I wake up every morning and I pinch myself. I do. Well, because for me, you are the definition of joy and positivity. When I think about you on that screen, like even when you're doing like the emotional bits, even when you're crying, like you were saying in floods of tears, you're still giving me so much joy and positivity. (laughs) Have you always been this positive person? I need to know. How do you remain so positive? I think it's my people. I think it's just, it's where I come from. You know, I always say we, I might have not grown up with much in my life, but the one thing that I was smothered with was love and joy. You know, um, it took me a while to realize that Zamdela was no Buckingham Palace um, and that we lived in the townships of South Africa. But for me, honestly, every I, I felt like I was in a palace. And that was just because of the love and the unconditional love, like, you know how we express, you know, <laughs> my aunts, you must see what kind of people they are, very vocal, you know, even when, even when times are really tough, which as children, we never ever realize the times are tough, but our parents seem to have smiles on their faces. So I have to say that I inherit that from my people. We are a very happy bunch, you know, and I think it boils down to one thing, as long as your feet are above ground every single day, you should just be grateful. <laughs> that is the African proverb, you know what I mean? And I, I live by it. I live by it. I mm. realize that, yeah, everything with a pinch of salt, as long as I'm happy, that is the most important thing. Mm, that is such a good place to base your self-love on, right? Like, Because I think we get so wrapped up on our self-love being dictated by such extreme things, such big successes, like, you know, like dancing on an amazing TV show or like winning certain awards or doing this or doing that. But actually, if you boil it back down, your self-love should just come from the contentness of literally just being in that moment and being present and having your feet on that ground. Hallelujah, baby. Hallelujah. (laughs) Snaps to that. We are very profound today. <laughs> I tell you, we were, d- babes, deep, deep, deep. I don't deep. know what is going on. I'm drinking, I'm drinking orange juice. It's not even, oh. <laughs> what is in that orange juice? Nothing, darling. <laughs> I, think, I think I should have added something. We've spoken about community quite a bit and finding friends and there's no denying the friendship you found with John has been life-changing for you in so many ways. Do you think that friendship has kind of saved you and helped you the most in some ways? Oh babe, I have fallen in love with my art form again because of John. You know, um, the opportunity to be so creative with what we had to come up every week, it allowed us, I mean, I was trying to figure things out as I was going along because we were reversing roles. You know, he would be following in this particular step and I would be leading. Um, 
to, to that man, not once did he make me feel otherwise. And when I say that is that in my moments of doubt, John just stood by me and waited for me to figure it all out and then teaching. And I can't tell you that the patience I, I'm, I'm in love with a man, and I know he's a, he's a married man, soon to be. But let me tell you something. People come into your life, and you just don't know how you've, how you've been doing without them this entire time. And that has been John for me. Really, really a lovely lad. I can't tell you. He's the most nicest person you're ever going to meet in your whole entire life. Caring. Mm. Caring, darling. Telling I've danced with women, I've never danced with a man, and it was wonderful. <laughs> like, because it's so amazing as an adult to meet a friend that you feel like you've known your whole life, but it's because you've almost lived a whole life and you know who you want to be as a person, you know what you're willing to accept, you know what your boundaries are. Sometimes the friendships you make in adult life are the most special ones of all, aren't they? <laughs> that is why I say that I didn't know that I needed him as much as as <laughs> as I as I have. Um, things happen for a reason, and I don't I don't for a second doubt that our paths crossed um, for no reason. It 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 was beautiful. The the way, we were meshed gorgeously. Can we please talk about that? When I first <laughs> saw him, I was just like, "Oh, hello, puppy." Um, <laughs> And then he went off to lift me like I was a piece of feather. <laughs> I mean, what's there not to love about the man? And then you also have your incredible friendship with OT as well, right? And that is an incredible friendship. Like, you wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for her in many ways, right? You know what? Of course. Of course. And I say this to her, I remind her that, you know, she's... We are our ancestors' wildest dreams. We really, really are. You know, there's people that has come before us that has tried. And it was until we saw the likes of Otile Mabuse on BBC Prime Time TV. And we were like, yep, we can also do it. And that was very much for me as well. You know, she's my biggest inspiration. I mean, the girl is (laughs) ambitious. It's an understatement. But I love that about her. You know, she... She's a hard worker and she deserves everything that's coming her way. Babes, she's also part of the reason why I said yes to same sex. I remember we were talking about it and she said to me, ah, excuse me, excuse me. Um, who do you think is going to do this, this job? Who do you think is versatile enough to jump on this gig and slay it? I was like, um, it's, yes, it's you. And you're definitely <laughs> going to do it. And for what it stands for. So you better you better gear up. I'm behind you. And you're doing this thing. Babes, did you see how she was crying in the finale? Her eyeliner was sitting on her cheeks. <laughs> you know? Out of sheer joy and pride. I, I, I kept on looking. She just kept on screaming in the neck. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh it's, it's, it's the most beautiful thing to know that I've got family around me. And yeah, she's, she's a blessing, honestly. Mm. And now, obviously, she's going to be a judge on Dancing on Ice, which is going to be incredible. And Anton Debeck has obviously switched the dance floor 
for that judging panel <laughs> in the future can you see yourself serving that piping hot tea on that judging panel i can see it can you see it can can, can i babes <laughs> only time will tell can we start there josh <laughs> i'm i'm open for anything i'm just saying that um and darling i just i just think that there's more. There's things like UK a drag race. Um, you know, it's not only Strictly. There's other avenues. Come now. <laughs> Get those avenues lined up. Babe, babe, like we said, there's representation now. There's things that we can aspire to be a part of. And I think, you know, years from now, because I'm still on that dance floor and I'm still loving every minute of it. And for as long as my body can allow... And by God's grace, I am gonna do it until I can't anymore. And when I, when I, when I, when that has come to an end, I would still love to very much to be a part of it all. Mm. You can hang up those dance shoes and get the fan out. <laughs> Just you sat there fanning yourself. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! I would be a breed between between Craig and Bruno. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing Bruno back on that panel, I'm not going to lie. I love Anton, but, like, Bruno, like, the energy. Babes, to bits. My mother was saying, oh, you know, she said, I love Anton, but I miss Bruno. And I was like, okay, girl, I feel you. We all do. (laughs) (laughs) We just love big camp energy, don't we? Let's get real. Honey, the falling off the chair. Bah, bah. It was honestly missing. It was honestly missing. His light was missing. Mm. Well, your light is about to shine on a whole new level because you are going center stage. You are getting your own show. You are taking it on tour. <laughs> Up and down oh. the breadths of the UK. <laughs> Oh, and it's called Freedom. I'm so excited for this. I mean, the description is, it's a celebration of music and dance from African fusion to fiery Latin classic dance arrangements, the huge party anthems. I mean, it's like a buffet of dance, isn't it? It's the full selection box. Babe, I said I want to put everything I know in one pot and serve some delicious dancing. That is what I'm going to do. I mean, it, I mean, freedom for me, honestly, it's just what it represents is just no more fear and shame of self-expression. It's the, the, the time is now, you know, the opportunity to dance to my own tune. That is literally you doing this is exactly what this series of the podcast is meant to be all about. It's like starting that year, living your truest self, whatever that is, and going for what you want in life. And I feel like you are sitting here today the most in your power you've ever been. Do you feel like that? Oh, 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 I definitely do. I definitely do. And somebody said to me, wait until you get older. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get that. The, like you said, the con, I'm content in my skin, in my own skin. And it's lovely. It's lovely that finally I I get to be my own boss. 
Yes. And I'm wearing heels and feathers while I'm at it. Oh! <laughs> if I wasn't already buying a ticket, I'm buying a ticket now. <laughs> oh, Josh. Oh, Josh. Do you want to take my card payment now? I'll give you my card details. <laughs> Baby, you don't have to worry. Just show up. There'll be people to take care of you. I, oh my God. <laughs> Oh, babes, your aura, you are a lovely person as well. First time having to chat to you, but I've just, you've made me feel at ease and it's beautiful. Oh, babe. Well, you've made me feel at ease and we always end with whoever is in the throne of the week and it's you this week. And we always ask, in the reign of your life, what is the one rule you always live by? What's the one rule you always live by? Be yourself, the world will adjust. I say that, my darling, because, as you can imagine, we are all going through our things in this world. Do you understand what I'm saying? And it's just important to be happy and do you, boo. Yes. Woo! (laughs) That's what you need to do. Love it. Thank you, Josh. Babe, thank you for joining me. I've been smiling from, like, we've gone deep, we've gone... (laughs) Positive. <laughs> Woo! It's been quite the little journey around that dance floor, hasn't it? Uh, le- let me tell you something. But we live to see the day. I'm so happy that we got to speak. Oh my god, so happy we got to speak. And I can't wait to see you on that stage. Feathers, high heels, and all. It's going to be a blast. Thank you, baby. Thank you so much for joining me for another incredible episode of the podcast. I really hope you found something in this episode that makes you feel like you're making it rain in your own life too. And if you have, I'd love to hear about it. So get me on socials at Josh Smith Hosts. If you've enjoyed this episode, please like, rate, subscribe or follow. And most importantly, please share this with someone you think needs to hear it. It might just open up a conversation you never knew you needed.